Unfortunately, um, I think that a few clubs, a few labels, a few artists, a few uh, booking agencies and so on probably have to close. Clubroom Backstage. I would love to welcome today for the first edition of Clubroom Backstage. First of all, Kamiya, really good friend and artist originally from Seattle, uh, based in Berlin since more than 12 years. She's hosting a radio show called Neverwhere and she is running two labels called Clink and also Neverwhere. And since last Friday, actually, she released her wonderful album Dystopian Love. It's an album between house techno, something ambience, melodies, and she's using her own voice. And it blew me away, by the way. Then we have Patrick from Mandy. Since mid-90s, actually, he is in the DJ business and founder of the legendary label Get Physical Music and constantly touring since I know him. And beside of all this, he's also a lovely family father. Ralph, label owner of Mobile Records, well established since 2005. And also he is an ambassador of AFM, Association of Electronic Music. So he is coming from the business point of view. Hello, Ralph. And last but not least, uh, I welcome Timo and Ellie, both representing the wonderful underground techno club About Blank in Berlin. Both Timo and Ellie are really well known in the Berlin club culture and know the job from every perspective. They worked almost everywhere in every situation. So, and of course, they are both sitting here with sad faces because they got shut down last Friday here in Berlin. Hey, Patrick, as a thanks for being with me in the studio here in Berlin. Thanks I know for invitation. you would be actually now in Bali. What happened? That would be so nice. I saw myself already in my friend's surf beach house, mm -hmm. sitting there and surfing, of course. Mm -hmm. And I took a lot of time before, like some three days to um, to surf <laughs> and to meet some friends. And uh, there are many, many friends have uh, yoga teachers around there. And I already made appointments and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for yoga classes and all that stuff. And now I'm sitting here in Berlin and uh, I'm even getting afraid of complete isolation, right? Like the whole mm -hmm. like complete quarantine package and uh, let's all pray for god that this won't happen but but i know that you were even planning actually last minute to jump on a plane today this morning and because it was not sure if you are able to come and i was quite surprised about this thought or uh, even about this idea because we are in this case already since a long time did you never had like a bad thought or dark thought um, about it to go now to bali and posting these nice pictures from the surf resorts or whatever yes if, yeah for sure but just uh, four days before i was facing the situation that i uh, got sick mm -hmm. with a classic flu <laughs> and um, so i was suffering high temperature and i was supposed to go to the caribbean to the sxm festival ah. You know, so I was already thinking about the whole situation, how it feels to um, travel with um, in high temperature and to face the risk of uh, quarantine for two weeks mm -hmm. and not to be able to come back to see your family and to take care of the situation here at your home place in Berlin. Uh, so uh, I refused to 
go to the SXM festival because of this. And then I was already thinking so much about the situation, like this um, sad and gray um, situation in Berlin that I thought it would be really nice to escape to a sunny place. <laughs> and um, yeah, I wouldn't, f I wouldn't really post anything about my good times then, of course. Mm -hmm. But for myself, that would have been a great chance. That's what I thought. And then next thought was um, that I am uh, a father of a eight-year-old uh, kid. And with all her friends around me and the neighborhood where everybody takes care now about, or has to take care about the situation. And people are kind of desperate because normally in, kids would go to see their grandparents and mm -hmm. so this kind of time sharing would um, give some freedom to parents to um, follow up their jobs and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Now all this can't happen now and everybody's <laughs> a little desperate to see these mm -hmm. sad faces of the children who don't really realize what's really happening. Yeah. <laughs> and they only if surrounded by no's. Mm. And that's kind of uh, so. So there you need to stick together as parents and uh, family and friends. And that's why I uh, decided to stay here in, in Berlin and to come even closer to take the chance and to uh, work this out. This is wonderful. But even, I mean, I in the introduction, I already said I know you since almost the 90s and you're hardcore traveling. You are constantly on tour. And I mean, do you think that we even... Uh, a higher risk to get sick or as a DJ because we are almost every weekend in a different country or even on a different uh, continent. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And do you protect yourself? Do you have some special <laughs> rituals maybe? Yes, I, oh. yes. <laughs> no, I do and um, that's why I started more than a year ago to follow the Wim Hof cold and breathwork therapy how is it called so can you can you explain? yeah the guy who invented it uh, is uh, his name is wim hof from mm -hmm. sweden and um, he explored these um, ancient techniques uh, 30 years ago when he was facing serious trouble psychology wise and body body uh, physically and um Then he was going into the deep knowledge of Indian tribes mm -hmm. and Eskimos and uh, he explored how these tribes were surviving extreme cold situations and, and other um, life-taking risks. And that's um, They managed to do this with breath, breath work mm -hmm. and take certain techniques and um, cold therapy. So... You You would go to ice cold water and stay there for three minutes. Wow, but it didn't protect you to get a flu, actually. Funny wise, no. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, and it maybe it's it's hitting us harder than we thought about it. Ever. Yeah. I mean, we are now in a situation we never thought about that we were in. Yeah, but still, I would say my immune system is super strong, mm -hmm. and I got the influenza, where everybody around me was falling down for nearly two weeks. You know, and for me it was four days, mm -hmm. and um, now fifth day I was able to go for running. Or I feel I felt like <laughs> I could go for running again. Okay. So, so, and it was a really serious virus. I would say it helped me a lot. I never got sick since then with all the traveling and all the all the colleagues I saw around me who were falling with um, 
getting sick like really uh, fast, quick, and um, I uh, was still standing. So I'm really happy about that therapy. And uh, about this new situation, how many gigs are cancelled for you now? Can yes, so um, it's around 16 gigs until the end of May. Okay, do you think you will be back in business in June? Nobody knows actually, but are you prepared to be without DJ income? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> not really. So I'm pretty pretty rock and roll. Unfortunately, I was never really taking care of money situations seriously enough. So um, there's, it's, it hit me like a rocket. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, lucky-wise, I'm... Somehow I'm able to uh, go through the next two to three months, but it doesn't really feel amazing because, yes. the, for example, investments I wanted to do and mm. some extra spendings um, I wanted to do, it's, it's all that's all gone. And who knows if all these um, gigs, ca they can't definitely, some of them can't be postponed. And, mm. you know, then as well, like some of the festivals, like the Flower and the Hair festivals in... <laughs> Yeah, in the sun and like they they happen like one time a year at certain mm -hmm. places and so i have to wait for another year and then i don't know if i'm still on the on this on the bill so you I can you can cry rivers but um it doesn't feel too disappointing to me mm -hmm. funny wise because we are all sitting in the same boat mm -hmm. and that's what the whole situation is um <laughs> making it easier somehow no? yeah yeah, and this was also, when, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I have the feeling, I mean, it doesn't matter if you were like a DJ who had like 20,000 uh, euro per month or even 1,000, you know, we are all, the music business always living kind of at the edge. So no one was prepared for this. But more money, more problems. Huh? Absolutely. So but thank I you so much for your honesty. And I know it's not easy to come here and I'm going to say it again. Because of the actual situation, we tried to, to have this talk with all four guests today, but we decided just to, to speak just one-to-one. -one. And we have actually two meters <laughs> be, be uh, yeah, yeah. in between us. So <laughs> to Even two centimeters more. You are very precise. <laughs> Patrick, um, any plans for the next weeks, months? Did you buy everything for home? Uh, no, I didn't do this kind of um, <laughs> this shopping. And um, but you know, I'm I'm just now going into my financial accounting and um, downloaded the software to um, take care of my own tax stuff and yeah, accounting. And that feels really good. I wanted to do this since ten years already. Did you not? I'm sorry to ask, but are you coming not from a financial background before you were a musician? I think I heard something back in the days. So that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, I, for eight years I was studying all this financial shit. Wow. And it's crazy, yeah? Hey, and, maybe uh, this could be another business. It's the plan I B. was working for Deutsche Bank. Even. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, but long time ago. So maybe you can help us, all of us outside, even the freelancers outside, they're listening to this, to help how we get how we could survive actually the next months and how we get maybe some, some special credits with... Patrick, so the next one. No, I wouldn't be the right person. I hated <laughs> it so much that I did everything to forget. If I look at you, I can't even imagine that you were working in a suit and every day a at Deutsche suit Bank. every day. Yeah, funny wow. ties, colorful ties, freaky. Uh, okay, but um, are you going to do some streaming now, DJ sets at home at Patrick's home? Yes. Or, we, like, yes. or like some making more music? Um, I mean, or just go back to the whole financial thing and... <laughs> 
changing no, the job. <laughs> no, that's a great chance. So we are already um, circle of friends, colleagues, where we are organizing a platform with, uh, for podcasts, mm -hmm. DJ podcasts now. So it starts in the next week. And um, I'm happy to uh, finish some some new tracks. Which you can't play, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah? <laughs> I, just, I, I know. <laughs> we're all making this music and we can't wait to test it. And yes. Sorry. And I know everyone is in the studio, which is the best time now. But it's like so <laughs> frustrating somehow. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I have this one wonderful record, which I finished in uh, Black Hat Studios. Do you know? Yes, I know. We're sitting here, actually, in Black Hat Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with Jan. And it was this wonderful track. But man, we can't, um, we can't test it. It's crazy. But yes. Um, so music-wise, it's going to be um, very active times and I'm super happy about it. And the I chances for all of us now to time. do all this stuff, it's amazing. This is why we're sitting here. What? And I was even 10 minutes early, said, right? No, no, but I wanted to do this podcast beside of my normal club room since a long time. And I talk about it, talk about it. And then you know it, you know, from my the, the beginning, from the idea. And now we're sitting here and you are able to listen to this. Thank you very much, Patrick, for your time. Hope we're gonna see each other the next days and we can go for a little run and take care of our health and maybe I can get you to help me in the financial situation. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, call me up. I need, need a new job so um, I can do some accounting <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Patrick from Mandy and owner of Get Physical and founder of Get Physical. Thank you for being so honest and be with us for the platform backstage. Thank you. Elion Timo, both long time in the Berlin club scene, worked almost in every kind of a job in a club, so they know everything from a club side on every perspective. And it's really great to have you here, Timo, Eli, and uh, how are you feeling today, actually? Wonderful. <laughs> you, Eli? Yeah, a bit exhausted, uh, excited. No, excited is probably not the right term, but we're all like... Right, really busy is mm. probably I the I just right heard word. that you stayed the last three days at home, which is like completely not typical for someone in Berlin, especially when you work in a club scene. And it's only Tuesday today. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so um, since the, just a little fact or since the law, since last Friday, Friday the 13th of March, we are officially shut down or the club scene is officially shut down in Berlin. Um, how was it for you? Did you thought about it to shut it down before since you heard about the virus and, and what's going on? Or how did you react when it was official? Eli? <laughs> yeah, um, so I think in the past weeks we were like constantly checking the official recommendations and we're trying to analyze the situation. I think it wasn't easy for anyone in the city or in the club scene to really tell when, when there was the moment to like decide that we would have to close. And of course, everybody um, had like a lot of economic pressure or economic fears. But in the end, last Thursday, we decided internally before there was the official announcement that we would not open uh, in the next weekend. And we talked to our crew about it and informed everyone and canceled the shifts. And then on Friday, uh, we announced that we wouldn't uh, going to open like the weekend. I have to say we are talking about About Blank. It's a club in Berlin. How long it's existing? It's more than seven? Yeah, we were actually <laughs> planning to celebrate our 10th anniversary no. by the end of April. And it's, it's quite big. You have two dance floors. You yes. have like a, a little backyard. So actually... 
we're not talking so nicely about people, but there are a lot of people could fit in. So officially yeah. 500 or something like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Probably. Um, yes, but I mean, this is the, the, the it's, it's really nice that you react directly. I know from other clubs or I talk to other people, it was not so easy for them, especially uh, how many people work for you. Shifts, bookers, PR offices, do you know? cleaners everything <laughs> um right now and we're still in winter mode so it's like i think we're talking about around 100 of 100 people oh. in summer it's even more because mm -hmm. then we have more events but yeah right now it's 100 people uh, who are fearing to lose their jobs of or course. like having their wages cut and so yeah we're quite a big family and we're trying to get through it together and to get everyone still on board but yes. I mean it's not easy to help them out because you have to close there's no income yeah. and I can imagine it was it felt a little bit weird I mean especially when you have all these people their family now and then you see that like this huge shopping centers media markets and beer gardens are still open and you are not allowed to do anything yeah was it like this or you never felt you you were always okay it's better because we know the party life we had now some cases in the Berlin club scene where someone was infected you felt better to close you can say this yeah I think by that time we were not so much thinking about shopping malls or restaurants we were mainly like focusing on what are we doing and what's our responsibility and I would say yes a club is kind of different to a restaurant so people are getting even closer and it's more intense so I think it was the right decision to close at that early moment But what we see now is that all the other public places are like being closed one after another and it seems to be necessary. So, yeah, so we all have to face this somehow. And it's also interesting to know, uh, especially for the for the international uh, uh, guests here, mm -hmm. that uh, most of the Berlin clubs are decided to close their mm -hmm. venues before the official announcement came mm -hmm. did you have contact is there like a, like are you connected to each other because normally club scene is like every scene could be like a little bit political could be but how is the the, the co-working with the other clubs I talked to some uh, friends from uh, other clubs I don't want to say the names but um, they are all in a strange mood some paid a lot of artist fees for April um, before the gigs happened And they will never get the money back in most of the of the of the uh, of the artists. Um, so um, nobody knows what's going on mm -hmm. from from May on. Mm -hmm. So there's um, yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows what what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we are hearing every day there some political statements, and everyone is telling us, no, don't worry, cultural. Uh, clubs, bars, wherever, creative people, you uh, got a special sponsorship, we're going to get some credits for you. How you feel about it? Did you try to get some help? Because we all know the club scene is mostly the last thing, you know, no one is really like, hey, super clubs, especially in Berlin, what we Uh, experience the last weeks and months or years now we're going more and more we are not top of the pop anymore so how you react what can you do um, I think in Berlin there has been a lot of attention towards the club scene in the past months because there was the talk about the club sterben so the clubs who are like uh, not finding places to do their parties anymore because the rents are going up. So in some way there's a lot of attention and a lot of worship for the club culture. On the other hand, this points to the problem that the clubs were already before the crisis that we are facing now under like economic pressure. 
So almost no one has a lot of money to put aside, like to spend in a crisis, because even before it was like really neat um, what you had to spend and what you could earn. Um, of course, we are hoping that there will be a, a lot of help and support um, because otherwise we won't make it. But, <laughs> but did what, you already what, what start we, something? Yeah, we, what we started uh, right now because uh, waiting for the help from the state will uh, take too much time for us, for yes. most of the clubs. So now what a lot of clubs do, and we also did it, was starting a crowdfunding fund campaign. Mm -hmm. And it's really crazy. I think this since this morning there were over 400 supporters, what? And over 25,000 euros. So okay. the people are like spending, donating money like crazy, and that's really, really like in these hard times. It's really heartwarming to see how much support we get. And yeah, that's it's we need amazing. to know the address when everyone wants to support you. Uh, they should because I think it's really important for us that uh, our culture is not going down. Sorry to interrupt, but I had I read yeah. like last week a statement of Dave Clark which I find really interesting because he said why not all these high class DJs they have to spend their fees what they're not getting mm. what they're losing to the festivals to the clubs because our culture is, is dying we are not I'm not worried about the festivals but I'm worried about our little clubs where I grow up and where the people should grow up but now please the address for the crowdfunding if not even if you're a big DJ if you're not a DJ whatever you are you should really really be a part of it and yeah. Timo is now telling us the address please the website is startnext.com and um, there's a campaign called uh, Save About Blank or in German Rettet About Blank and uh, if you like to, to donate 10 euros or 100 euros we are happy about every amount And uh, you can also get some nice presents, some uh, historical furniture from the backstage. <laughs> oh, this must be nice, <laughs> actually. Some, some, red, some red umbrellas with a boat blank logo. It's, of course, logo and, com and, uh, completely disinfected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah for, sure. <laughs> for sure. And toilet paper. Oh, no, you still have toilet paper. <laughs> so Is this an interesting paper. point? Okay, <laughs> I will definitely put um, the address in the uh, link in bio. bio yeah. so you say this, yeah? you will find this if you don't listen to this. Uh, but it's definitely a good idea, but... Uh, um, that everyone who comes next to Berlin still is able to go in about blank. And I think we need all our club scene. It's really, really good that we're still here. Yeah. So, and uh, what... Yes, I Ellie? also would like to mention <laughs> that, uh, of course, we're not the only ones who are suffering right now. There's a lot of other important clubs and also like really small locations and venues. And the Club Commission, um, which is our like uh, common organization who is doing a lot of networking for us right now, is also putting up a crowdfunding campaign. So I just want to like point out that um, it's important to save like the whole club scene, I think. And of Absolutely. course, we're struggling really hard, but... Uh, don't forget about the small venues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot. So we all want to save these little venues and of course the big venues. But did you ever thought about, uh, do you maybe have some ideas with streaming? Because what I see now that like Wilde Renate streams and I saw that Watergate also starts something, Griesmühle maybe. Are you doing something? Because you have also uh, resident DJs. I think this is quite important now. Well, we have some ideas but nothing uh, exactly planned. Uh, there was a Maybe I can say it now. Mm. There was a secret gig from from Erubik next uh, for next week announced. And, well, no, it was not announced. End of March in our garden. Uh, we have a lovely tent there, and uh, the idea was to to have Erubik there with the concert unannounced. And um, yeah, maybe this will happen as a as a as a live stream or 
maybe some other From artists. aerobics so, living room. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have no idea. So he is not able to travel. Or is he still in Hamburg? I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was not that much time to think about it. So I, I'm sure there will something happen, but uh, I can't say that much at the moment. But how you can plan? Actually, this is. I mean, we all know how this business works. A club is almost booked, and and have the program for the next six months or three months. It depends, you know. So. Do you plan anything? Do, did you cancel? How long you cancel? Can you talk about it? Because no one knows. <laughs> But for the moment, everything until uh, the 20th of March uh, uh, of April is is cancelled. Yeah, because <laughs> the backhand closed. <laughs> This was the timeline of the backhand. <laughs> so, so also no. every museum, every restaurant, yeah. and and uh, every opera and every club is closed until the 19th of uh, April. Yeah. And um, if a wonder is happening, we will open again on the 20th of April. But nobody knows. And um, until 20th. April is, everything is uh, is cancelled. Mm -hmm. um, some events we are uh, we are are postponed to May or June, mm -hmm. but most of the events will not happen. Can you imagine first of May in Berlin everything is will be closed? This not is really, like no. in, impossible. <laughs> This is a, like a nightmare. Huh? <laughs> Uh, um, Ellie, Timo, thank you so much for being here yeah. and uh, I really want to repeat this because we have this um, wonderful show with all these lovely people and we do everything separate, we really have two meters uh, distance between us <laughs> We're not even in the room <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and that you, um, that you have the time I wish you a great time and I really hope to see you soon and we come all dancing hopefully 21st yep. up, but yep. no one knows so we can't talk about this and please check the crowdfunding Link in the bio and please donate. It's really important. Startnext.com. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Bye bye. And now I'm really happy because we have Ralph Coleman in the studio. He is uh, founder and uh, yeah of Mobile Records, well-established label since 2005, and he works with the AFM, with the Association of Electronic Music. And hey, Ralph. <laughs> Hello, Anja. Yeah, it's looking from the outside. It could be, um, the first impression could be, okay, you didn't lose money because of cancellation or gigs. You are just like doing a record label. You can still producing your music. Um, how you feel today and how you feel with the situation with the actual? Yeah, um, yeah. In fact, like the recording music industry is probably not that badly affected by the actual situation like performing artists. Uh, on the other hand, Labels are depending on um, on working with uh, artists, DJs, and so on. So it's in our interest to to make sure that they are feeling uh, feeling good, and also the the whole uh, economy um, is uh, is staying intact. Um, on the other hand, right now um, we definitely also feel the effects because we don't have the, the the chance to promote our new releases um, in the same way that we that we originally planned. What um, means promote our releases like we originally planned? You still can promote it on different platforms when you have a new release. I mean, this is still going. You can buy <laughs> virtually music, which could be actually a good good business if you look to other virtual business, which seems to be like really pretty well. So no one knows if it's really affecting the the, the buy of yeah. music. No, it's true. It's definitely also like uh, I think we don't we, uh, we don't have to worry too much. So if you look at artists who 
have uh, cancellations like for the full next two or uh, for the next month. Uh, this is really, really serious. And uh, people are still consuming music, listening to music on Spotify, buying music on Beatport. Maybe it even has a positive effect in the in the next few months because people are at home, DJs are organizing, sorting their music and exploring new music and so on. So there is a chance for um, positive effects. And, um, and I think um, we, so the recording music, music labels, publishers, collecting societies need to show solidarity to uh, artists, producers and performing artists. And, and clubs. <laughs> and clubs as well, of course. But um, we have a closer connection to the artist first. But um, actually clubs, booking agents, they are suffering the most these days. There's no doubt. Um, but for example, that's uh, one thing that we already started to do. Um, the artists we are looking after, we um, we talk to publishing uh, to their publishing companies and ask, hey, is there a chance maybe to um, to pay an extra advance? Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, so we are also approaching collecting societies and uh, trying to to um, to convince them maybe to to. Um, to, to push the, the payment dates uh, of the next royalties uh, forward, maybe now instead of June or July. And is there any result already? Did they say yes? I mean, the music, we all know the music business is always the last in the whole chain of the industry. And so they want to keep, you know, they're going to go first to all the restaurants and, and tourism and, you know, music industry is not the first yeah. thing to, to worry about, they think. Music publishers and also collecting societies are closely connected to the music industry. But yes, if we are if we are talking about um, like helping funds from the government mm-hmm. and uh, maybe loans that they want to um, they want to supply, this is like I don't really see the opportunities for us to get some money mm-hmm. from these funds. Um, the administrative process is like very difficult, and actually. Um, uh, the, the the cultural industry needs the money now. We mm-hmm. are affected. We were di- affected directly and immediately, like nobody else. So, um, and we, that means we also need the support of the money right now. Because if we get something in two, three, four, five, or six months, that doesn't help. The other problem is every 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 gig that got cancelled, you can't really replace it. You can't make it up. Um, um, over the over the rest of the year, because it's just gone. It's gone forever. It's like it's the same in, in restaurants or clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like a manufacturer who is like I don't know producing some kind of stuff or machines or whatever. You know they can just increase their efficiency. And um, so I don't know. Hopefully in June, July, if everything is like calming down, <laughs> fingers crossed, um, they can just uh, produce the double amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they can you know, make it up for the, for the rest of the year. That's impossible for, for us. But this was an interesting point, what you mentioned earlier, that you say you're going to talk to the publisher. Uh, what means we're going to talk to the publisher? Is this your function or your role as a label owner? Or is this something what in general is going to be done by the Association of Electronic Music, where we're all belonging to? Is there a way? What would you say to some artists that are outside the, now listening to us? Is there a general strategy or is there a hotline or is there an email? Is there an advice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So both. It's like one thing is like 
the first I advised my artists to do that, to speak to their publishers directly, because this is a one-to-one -one conversation that you need to have. Um, the first feedbacks that I got were, were very positive, and they're really looking into the opportunities to pay out uh, um, some money in advance. Um, and actually, sometimes it's even 500 euro or 2,000 euro, which really helps to maybe survive for a month or two. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, so we are kind of like collecting a few ideas um, and activities to, um, yeah, to just advise and to, ju to ju suggest to artists how they, um, uh, yeah, how, how to react in this situation. Speaking to publishers, speaking also to your labels and mm -hmm. ask for outstanding royalties. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, the, the approach to collecting societies, this is something that we as an organization are doing right now. The Association of Electronic Music is in touch with PRS, GEMA, um, and all the other collective societies in Europe uh, to see um, if there's any chance to, sp uh, to spread some money. Mm -hmm. And um, there's one thing that I've, that I've learned today, that the German GVL, they're mm -hmm. actually yes. kind of like paying out... Like 250 euros. 250 euros. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, actually, we are also supporting all the initiatives um, that are... Um, yeah, that are like like where you just get like a an income, minimize minimize minim minim income mm. for maybe three or six months. This is something that would definitely make sense and help, because mm. um, as we as we said before, like mm. um, it doesn't really help to get twenty thousand euro loan from a bank that you need to pay back maybe in the next mm. two. Of years. course, you have to pay it back. You don't get it for free, definitely not. So these are uh, some really good advices, but in the end, we all don't know how this music industry will survive if there is really, if people still buying more music or not, or even if it's going. You know, we have no idea how the whole vinyl thing is going because people can't go to a shop anymore at the moment. I mean, you can still mm. order some vinyl online, but playing vinyl is also to be in a vinyl in uh, in a record shop and be socialized. So, um, mm. what is? Do you have any idea? <laughs> what do you think? Do you releasing now more? Do you have a strategy for this, or say no? We doing maybe less and saving the money. Mm. No, one one thing that we decided for um, for Mobily is um, that we are like like that we keep our actual release schedule. You know, mm. we are moving on um, uh, as normal. And you have the partners with you, the distributors. They're they're going with you. You talk to them. Yes, there's no. They, they, you said that in the beginning. It's like that we are not really affected by mm -hmm. the situation because, like, you the music is like you you consume that at home actually, or even or on your or if you're like uh, if you're if you're traveling. Probably you will get more demos now in the next uh, months or next three months because people have more time to to produce music. But unfortunately, you can't test it. We had it already earlier with Patrick. You have a new song and you can't test it. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yes, maybe that's a positive outcome um, that uh, that uh, artists spend their time in the studio, get creative. I think this is like what you can already see if you if you look on, uh, if, you, if, you, if you check social media, everybody mm. is starting to think about how to how to uh, expose himself in a different way, doing live streams, doing like, like live stream from the studio, from mm -hmm. clubs, with uh, empty clubs and so on. So Let's see. But um, one thing that we probably need to be clear about is like the, the world is going to change. Definitely. Yeah? It's not only our little <laughs> microcosm, not no. only our electronic music culture, mm -hmm. the whole world, our uh, societies and, and, and um, economies are going to be 
uh, hit very very hard. It mm-hmm. has a I don't know I don't know how it's going to look like in the, in a few months, but things are changing. And um, unfortunately, um, I think that a few clubs, a few labels, a few artists, a few uh, booking agencies, and so on probably have to close. Yes, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. the brutal truth, and it's mm-hmm. uh, really really sad. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for this really, <laughs> it's, it's a hard, hard word, but it's like this. But thank you for passing by and for your time. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, for having me. Uh, yes, thank you. Okay, uh, welcome, Camilla. <laughs> very, very nice to have you in the studio and that you find your time to join us today. And like I said in the beginning, um, you just released last Friday, the 13th of March, your album Dystopian Love, mm-hmm. a date where you worked almost the last eight or nine months. Uh, Actually about a year. <laughs> oh my God, you focused the last year uh, on this release date, and which was of course for you very exciting, but then suddenly there was a message that already hit And that you realized, okay, probably is not the right time to release an album, but you couldn't push it back. Or how are you feeling about it? And how are you feeling today? You're just almost a week, it's released, but it's, you know, not under your control what happened. It's under no one's control, actually. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. The The first few days I went through a pretty hardcore depression because it pretty much... Um, Everything started getting canceled for me last Thursday, a day before the release. And I, you're right, I worked really hard for this moment. Um, and, you know, most people who write albums know the amount of time and heart and, and just about the creative process and how intensive it is. And it's also... Um, Uh, actually quite expensive to prepare for an album and your resources are really tapped by the time that it comes out and you're really looking forward to sharing it with people and performing and, and getting back to work. Um, so my first few days I was, I was really, really down. Um, but, um, I had been, you know, for so long in a hole thinking about this and preparing for it. Um, But now I'm kind of to the point where you just have to accept that this is beyond our control. Mm-hmm. And I keep re- reminding myself that music has not been canceled. Mm-hmm. Music will come <laughs> back. <laughs> this is a really positive thought. And yeah. I'm really lucky that you say it. Because I have to say, because I know you, I know the album. Mm. I know that you were locked down for all this amount of time. And what is more, more even interesting or fascinating me, you did everything by your own. Beside of writing your own music, singing, producing it, you did also like the artwork, you did an own social media plan you did your marketing by yourself which is not usual but as an artist in a certain place you decided okay I want to have it all under control just to describe a little bit the the whole work and the sweat and the blood what is in there it's you know it's always it sounded so oh I just write this album you know it was in the studio but it's way much more than this you know I mean how you made the concept marketing concept the visual concept can you describe a little bit how you worked on this yeah sure um so you know when I first started writing it I had uh I had just had a baby and um I took about a year off of the studio and when I went back I kind of had, you know, I spent most of my adult life to, on tour and being a DJ and kind of being in the scene, you know, and, and a lot of going to parties and socializing. But I had kind I didn't realize it, but over the years I had kind of lost my way as an artist. And mm-hmm. stepping back and um, taking a break and then having a child 
and you know this because you also have a child, but mm-hmm. when you have a child, you kind of realize you feel more connected to your role in the universe when you bring mm-hmm. life in because you're assigned this human mm-hmm. is given to you that yes. you are responsible for and that you're, you know, going to teach. And so I I had so much love for him and then I sat down and I just felt like I had so much more to say. I had such a new purpose in my life as a musician. So that's how it got started. Um, and then it became started to become very cinematic and very emotional. And um, and I kind of started getting this other imagery, which was um, more fantasies of of actually a dystopia, ironically, mm. um, which is why it's so weird that my album <laughs> came out right now. But it started to become a dystopian love love story. And I, I was thinking about the last the last human on earth for me is, was a female Mm. (laughs) and what she was thinking and feeling and seeing and what she was going through. So that's how the concept came. And so I decided, I think I've worked with a lot of artists and um, photographers and, and graphic designers in, in my history. And it's always been really great, but the story was so personal to me. I didn't feel like I was going to be able to, to explain it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would actually be better for me and more meaningful if I did everything on my own. Mm -hmm. So I taught myself design and (laughs) yeah, I I really have so much respect for this and it's it's wonderful to have such a personal output but uh, what you said now brings me to another point um, Mm. the point of you as a mother because you want to protect everything what you want to do you want to protect your child for for bad situations for a terrible situation how you feel about this as a mother in the situation you are now can you explain it to your child is it possible? Because now, I mean, we have to be honest and we have to be facing it. It's now we are in the situation where we're going to say, no, we don't go out for ice cream or we don't buy this toy now. So and school is out and it's better not to see your friends. And, you know, yeah, I, I, to be honest, it's actually it's it's a really strange time, I think, for artists as well, because most of us decided at a at a pretty young 20s-ish age that we weren't going to do what was expected of us, which was most of us were kind of said, go to college, get a job in a corporation, have, you know, a steady income, a retirement plan, vacation, insurance. And then artists kind of looked at this and said, I want to try another mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. that's kind that's that's how our music Um, community was built is that we wanted to try a new way Mm -hmm. and when this happened the the rug has really been pulled out from a lot of us because we don't have the same securities that you would have if you were working in a corporation and you had all of these things those people Mm -hmm. a lot of those people are very safe which um which is awesome Mm -hmm. but for us it 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 really makes you you know sort of think Tari's I I want to show my son that he can be an artist, he can be what he wants to be. But right now I have to say I'm feeling quite vulnerable with this, mm-hmm. and which is why I, you know, I say music did not get canceled. I, I have to self-help myself mm-hmm. through this right now, and a lot of people are feeling the same. Um, my, my son's a little bit too young to understand, but he, he knows that something is going on. So today we were sending... Um, Vi- hello videos to his friends at Kita. He's only oh two God. and a half and we're saying, oh, I miss you and stuff like that. So he knows things are happening and we're trying to connect with his friends as best as possible. But to be honest, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to see how this plays out, how I'm going to transfer this experience to raising my son. Maybe everything is going to be okay. But mm. there's also a chance that for artists, maybe maybe it's not going to be okay. Yeah. And um, Did you ever thought about a plan B? 
Um, I mean, I think (laughs) as a freelancer, you always have a plan B in your mind, but you're never pursuing it because being a freelancer, you're so busy all of the time. You never have an off time because you're always thinking, okay, where's the money coming from next month? Where's the money coming from in six months? In one year, do I have security? You don't live in this, this sort of relaxed, you're not, you know, this, you're never, ever relaxed. You know, you are born in Seattle and you live now in Berlin since more than 12 years. Mm. Um, Did you realize that there is actually some help going on or do you know on what kind of institutions you can write on or ask for help or um, are you aware of this? To be honest, I'm finding right now that there is... Uh, around the world, there's a huge lack of communication from the governments on what's going to happen. They're saying, okay, nobody go to work, but nobody's saying, how are you going to pay your bills? Mm -hmm. And nobody's talking about it. The government is giving no reassurance to anybody. So as of right now, um, I, I think not just Germany, but everybody's wondering, okay, you're telling us not to go anywhere, but you're also telling us you know, that you're not going to help us put food on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I'm just waiting for information like everybody else, to be honest, and just trying to think positive and hopeful. And did you, th- or do you think it makes sense even like for re-releasing the album when time's getting better and, and start again? Or do you have any way the power and the strength for this? Because you always put everything so much effort in this, and ex- especially this date. And mm. probably, I guess, your album tour is cancelled now. There's no gigs for the next three months at least like for everyone so so, and (laughs) are you even have some 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 power left to go back to the studio like you see it now a lot of artists and DJs say oh it's wonderful I can spend some time in the studio this is actually what you did the last eight months you know I know that you also need a creative break after a certain time so is there a chance to do it because I never thought about that you re-release it after 10 months or something. Um, right now, to be honest, I'm just thinking day by day. I, I had taken a step back from talking about the album because I, I it's really challenging when you know people are, like I said, concerned about how they're going to feed their families and um, how they're going to pay their rent next month to be like, hey, listen to my new album. Yes. You know, it doesn't feel <laughs> right. But the the response has been really good and people have been really, really supportive. And I think that um, from what I see, they understand that artists that are releasing music right now have this has been a road for them to get to this place. And um, it's actually starting to chart really well and getting a lot of plays. And I'm I'm uh, I'm super grateful and surprised. Mm. Um, so, yeah, right now I'm just taking it day by day and doing doing what feels right and and um, just trying to navigate that way and be respectful of other people and what they're going through at the same time and not just thinking about myself. And about all these financial things and negativity, of course, it must be really hard for an artist, especially when you have something out, you worked on this so hard, hard and long, to don't see the reaction because honestly between you and me the most fun is to play this music out what you wrote and to see that people love it of course it can be charged but it's never been feeling the same like the actual uh, the club feeling. vibe and uh, are you missing this um well the the album is really conceptual um mm. so i wouldn't necessarily it does have some dancey parts in it but i i actually designed it for more of a listening experience i did do some dance remixes and yeah i'm pretty sad that i'm not going to see or, or hear them out but again I, I I understand the situation and I, right now that's kind of the least of our problems I've if people are even just willing 
through all of this to take time to mm. hear what I I have I had to say on this project. I'm just very grateful at this point. Okay, thank you for joining us, and I promise you, when time's getting better, we do a special clubroom backstage. Thank because you. of your album and we're going to listen to this because actually you have to listen to this album it's wonderful I'm going to say it again it's Kamea it's Dystopian Love and it's out on Neverwhere which is actually your label and actually you have a radio show also on this uh, well actually the radio show has been on pause the last couple of years since <laughs> okay. I had the baby but I didn't quite have time and, and I got so wrapped up in the album it was a little <laughs> bit too much but okay. we'll see if we bring it back <laughs> okay Dystopian Love from Kamea on Neverwhere thank you very much thanks for having me on Anya Clubroom Backstage Produced at Blackout Studios